The views expressed in TNT Trish and Terry show are for entertainment purposes only. You're listening to TNT Trish and Terry show, and we're starting right now. Oh, I'm so grateful we get to do this. This is TNT Trish and Terry. Disclaimer here, this is for entertainment purposes only. So anything we talk about, we're not professionals in a field of study giving you advice. We're just here to have some fun and talk to you about things that affect families. And I know uh, we've been gone a while. We've had to reinvent yes, ourselves. Good morning. How have you been? <laughs> it's been Summer a is while. here. Spring has sprung, and let me tell you, this family, the Chappelle family, we spring a lot and sprung. A, we 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 travel. This is it. Um, we we are very rarely home. So a lot of the times, you may be getting us on location in uh, a tropical area. You won't find me in very many cool areas, but we could be sitting on a beach, and I you could be hearing some children in the background and some waves smashing. So. While Terry got to go on a a pre-planned, short, fun trip, before she left for her tropical, which I I totally, we were supposed to go to simultaneously to two different places. Um, (laughs) I got sick (laughs) and then my whole family got sick. But what also happened was we tried to uh, hit a bunch of topics for recording purposes to release while she was gone. And what happened was our um, streaming platform that we used to record with got bought out and they had a lot of failure with connectivity with um, uh, guest hosting from two different places. And so we had to make a lot of changes, but we are back. We are are back. back. We are rested and we are, well, I'm tan and peeling. But I, I will build again. I will build it again. <laughs> we shall conquer again. Yes, right. <laughs> well, I'm really, really excited to be back with everybody. We've had so many people like, where'd you guys go? Like, we're, we're here. We're here. Just give us give us a few more weeks. We're, we're uh, updating and, and we're transitioning over to a new service and, and we'll be back. But it takes a lot to get this going and um, all of these things work differently, and so I've had to, um, we, we've had to just uh, had a learning curve thrown away. But now I think we got it, and we um, we've got a topic that I mean, this was the topic we wanted to do for forever, and we were just, uh, you know, uh, just <laughs> just ready to go on it, and then we had to wait. But today's topic is on. Bullying, and I mean, we could segment the heck out of this. Mm-hmm. Amen. Like, yes, we could. What what kind of bullying? Adult bullying, kids bullying, and you know what? Cyber bullying. Cyber bullying. Adult okay. adult bullying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Social yeah. media. I mean, and you know what? I came to the conclusion. You know, I think yeah. bullying can be an overused term because we don't want. I, yes. I don't want to talk about bullying where well you're just not getting along with someone that's different or or you know what sometimes you're just not going to be besties with somebody somebody's just not going to like you or you're not going to like them and you just don't click that's not what we're talking about i'm i want to focus on legit 
harsh, tearing someone right. down to make sure that their emotional health is completely targeted to where they feel like nothing. And I, I don't think, I, I don't think that is, um, the type of bullying that, you know, you're a bully, you're a bully where it's just so casual. This is like the deep stuff that, uh, you know, I'm talking about. So um, I I do think it's a grow. Well, I know it's a growing problem. Like I, I went and did a little bit of research on this and the, the problems with growth, especially for children that normally wouldn't be involved in this has been exponential. And I think it's probably because we are in such a connected world, like there's no downtime from being connected. So that's part of the reason. And um, we also say things online that we wouldn't really say in person. So we've got this like comfort zone of where we think we can type out all of our emotions, you know, and I think that has contributed but anyway i i'm not going to give websites today on all the i mean you can go look it up it's everywhere it's prevalent all yeah. you can do is watch the news and see that this you know <laughs> go on like, a social uh, platform and just that that alone yeah. a social platform like tiktok and just just pick anything and, and go through the comments there's extreme there's a bullying within the first five comments someone is telling somebody something and you don't even know this person. Right. They don't even know them. And they're, they're saying things like, and these are, these are adults. I've seen adults do it. Like, yeah. what, can't you read? You must, you know, yeah. you must not experience life. You must be, and I mean calling them names just because they don't agree with them on a flavor of soda or something. Like, <laughs> are we really that upset about these things? I mean, you know, right. but um, that's just. I think that's kind of like on the periphery, but I wanted to ask you because, okay, in my world with rodeo, with having a son who is involved with that, um, they expect you to be tough. Okay. Mm. You're, you're kind of expected to be able to handle good natured ribbing and rib right back and, um, you know, you're, you just, you're supposed to focus on you being tough and you taking the reins in your hand, uh, you know, literally and figuratively and just focus on your stuff and not worry about it. And I agree with that, but I also think that we have to be very mindful because, um, we, I don't think we can be dismissive. Like, you know, how we throw in, well, when I was a kid, you know, you just, if you had a bully in your life trying to take your lunch money, and that's how we all think about it. And my generation Xer, you know, that the bully is trying to take your lunch money. This isn't that. It's like, I didn't have, I mean, we all have had bullies, but I didn't have like a bully that could text me on my phone or find me on my phone or send a message or make a Facebook page dedicated to, you know, eradicated my emotional well-being. You know, so like- yeah, you know, the extremes that we would have never thought it would go this far. Right. That, and I think we need to own up to the fact, well, while we want our kids to be strong and be able to handle negativity, uh, they're kids 
and they're living in such a highly um, tech world that there's no downtime. So I think we also have to provide them with open communication constantly. And I think we have to realize that even when we're aware of bullying and we think we're equipping them with these tools, like, oh, here you go, you know, try to make a joke, make a joke with the bully and, and deflate the situation or always be with a group or, um, you know, all these other techniques like tell an adult, tell your teacher, that's all well and good. But at the same time, you have to realize, okay, if it's happening in school, which is the number one place, teachers aren't always aware because, you know, some of this stuff is so under the radar um, and there's right. only so much they can do about it as well. Like they can't just kick out a bully just because, you know, like someone right? said so. Right. Like it's, it, you don't have as much um, protection as you think you do. So I think you really have to keep the communication open. And I, you know, I don't know what your, I would love to hear your strategies on this. Like I have some ideas, but I'd love to know where you, what you would do and what your experience is with this. Oh, our experience. Let me tell you, it started with the school system, which was a very small part of the reason why we now homeschool. You know, uh, our youngest had gone through that when second grade. And when it started, even the teachers had noticed it, that they were now keeping two children, uh, two boys, our youngest is a, is, a, is a boy as well, um, away from our son, who again, this is the, he has ADHD. So sometimes he can be a little quirky, you know, does funnier things or, you know, yeah. things that people say, you know, can't sense, you know, uh, but I mean, that doesn't, but a lot of kids in second grade will act a little, you know, awkward, but um, there was two boys that from not even from the same family were picking on our son. And we, um, we didn't notice it at first, other than the fact that he would distance himself from certain activities or all of a sudden didn't want to go to school. So tummy aches, going to the nurse's office, the, the, the common things. So, so he wanted friend, to avoid the entire yes. location that this was and, happening. Yeah. And at first we didn't know he wasn't really telling us or he would say, you know, so-and-so said this to me and that. And at first as a parent, you know, you, you don't, your flags go up, but they're not as strong because it's school. Things are going to happen. And like you said, you know, you might not want, um, uh, you know, and you want to encourage them, you know, have a strong backbone yeah. and, um, you know, and, and try to stick up for yourself. No hitting and try to be this or walk away, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but, uh, but that, I guess, is our first strategy, the first part of your question there. It is, you know, ignore them, walk away, um, you know, and see if it gets better, you know, and then the next strategy, of course, was let the teacher know that so-and-so has said this to you or touched, you know, pushed you or threatened you and however you feel. And then it kept growing to where we ended up having to get the school involved because he was getting into trouble. And I'm not to say that he was an angel. But he was getting into trouble now and having silent lunches, how the school kind of deals with it, where they eat lunch by themselves. 
And I'm not going to buy any say that my child is an angel, but the way things he was coming home and telling me didn't match that did so-and-so get a silent lunch too. And he did not, the other child did not get a silent lunch. Just my child. It feels like your child is punished for being bullied at that point. Right. Exactly. So now I'm starting to feel we need to have a talk with the teacher just to find out what, what is going on. Is is do I need to set my child down? Is he instigating this? Or what is she seeing on her side of the fence? And um, it really, she admitted, she said that, believe it or not, that the, these two boys not just only bothered our, our little Aiden, but were picking on all the children in the classroom and outside the other classrooms, males and females. So um, in that aspect of it, it was, okay, now what is the school going to do about this? And, you know, Aiden was shoved into lockers. He would, you know, get, they would, just, you know, stand in line and you're not supposed to touch anybody. Be quiet. Don't scream and yell. And they would like pull his hair or punch him in the back. So then, of course, Aiden would say something, you know, scream, ouch. And Aiden was getting silent lunch for it. So that, that's. <laughs> so uh, how, how does that work in, you know, that just enables more bullying because they were able to get their victim in trouble. So right. working. And then, yeah, and then the teachers in the beginning, and I'm not saying that the teachers have this easy, by all means, I, I'm i on the educator's sides. Right, too. I know y'all. You can't have eyes in all places when you're teaching 20-some children. But at the same time, why would, um, so they would say, well, Aiden would act out, but we didn't have proof that so-and-so did what Aiden said. Well, then they were punishing Aiden because they saw Aiden, but yet didn't punish the other child. That is where we started stepping in and saying, you cannot punish one child, but not the other. You know, um, if you're going to punish Aiden for screaming ouch or whatever in line, but then you can't prove, you know, little Johnny pushed him, then don't punish either one of them. Because basically Aiden was starting to feel like they thought he was lying. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean. Yes. Yes. So I, I, I guess the whole thing was Aiden was shutting down. He was shutting down in school in second grade. And he was not doing as well because, well, he didn't want to go to school. He had tummy aches. He cried to get on the bus. He cried to get off the bus. You know, when he was getting off the bus, I would get phone calls from the nurse's office. And it was that year, um, the year 2018, we pulled him. We pulled him from school and we said, we're done. We're, I feel that the school isn't uh, providing. Um, now, this isn't the only reason the bullying, but is, you know, un, is not providing the protection from all, for all the children. Right. To, to you know, uh, for my even son. minimally in that case, because exactly. if you you know, I was thinking about this. If you switch that situation around, if a teacher yeah. had a child in their classroom who didn't want to go home, who the thought of going to their home caused tummy aches or crying, that teacher would be alarmed because she would know something's wrong at home. Right. This is the oh reverse God. situation, you know. I think at that point, parents, when you have a child that is uh, that was fine and happy and enjoyed something and all of a sudden there's this huge shift. 
They don't want to go. They're crying. They're, uh, they don't want to be involved. They're so nervous that they're sick at their stomach, just the mm-hmm. thought of attending. I think that's when a parent has to get involved and make some heavy decisions. And I, I say this a million times, but you only get one chance to raise this child. Oh, absolutely. But you yeah. may, your, your life raising that child, you may have to do some uncomfortable things regarding of where you thought you'd be in your career or what you thought your child would be doing educationally. Your child has to come first. But mm-hmm. again, like, like Terry is saying, you also have to balance with, because you want a child that can have good confidence and stand up for themselves, but they have to have backup. They have to have support. Yeah. And you have to be able to navigate those waters of if they're getting support or not. And in your case, yeah. y'all had to find that. Well, support. we tried to let him do it himself, you know, kind right, of right. Uh, fight this battle by himself. Because you want, you know, your children, you can't be there for them all the time. And no, you, you, you want them no matter to... what. That's right. Exactly. So, you know, and then at a young age as such. They're they're being imprinted and and learning still. Their minds are still developing, and they are, you know, absorbing good and bad. So at the same time, we've got to make you know we we're trying to make sure that you let him take care of it. But it got to the point where you know he was physically ill, like you said, and now it was time to step in. Right, and and I, I agree. I like handling that. Like, okay, you give your child the benefit of the doubt, and you know, give them some communication skills of ways to handle it and prepare them for the bully that will enter their life. And it's going to happen all throughout their life. We're, we're going to face that off and on, no matter who we are, you're going to come across these people. But when you're a child, you're still learning how to navigate those waters. And I don't think, um, I don't think we should jump right in, you know, and try right. to, build a hedge around them like that's not Mm -hmm. good either but just denying that this is a much bigger problem than when we were kids because we had safe places because we weren't attainable 100 percent of the time well now we don't have that and i will (laughs) say you know hey schools had principals and teachers had a lot more authority about how they could handle these situations They don't have those capabilities like they used to. Number one, it's a growing problem. Number two, they've changed how they deal with handling authority over a child. So those are things to to keep in mind. And, um, you know, outside of that, outside of that, um, you know, we're going to face bullies as adults. I just think it changes. It's a lot, especially for women it's more passive aggressive and you can employ all these techniques about, you know, trying to um, show that, you know, you're not someone that they need to be passive aggressive to, and you're not a threat to them. I'm, I'm speaking as a woman, you know, towards other women, cause that's how we do it. It's very passive aggressive and you can employ all these techniques to try to befriend them And you know what? A lot of times those techniques don't work as adults, Mm -hmm. but you know what it does? Mm -hmm. I've learned that it makes you feel like you did the best you could and you can move on because, you know, getting embittered and doing the same things right back 
well, it's going to just keep growing and nagging. So I think oh, those yeah. techniques are not so you can change the bullying to being your friend, but just so you can know as an adult, I'm speaking as an adult, I think it's different for a child that you did the best you could, you know? Yeah. So oh, that, absolutely. Uh, you were going to say something. I think I interrupted you and I apologize. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I was just, I was just agreeing with you on the, the behavior situation in in today's world you know the bullying is hyped up you know people have become so um god oh, insensitive to using the word um it, are they really bullying you or are or is it just something that people are using just to say it? and that is what's really become um i think a controversial thing as well which is a great way why why we're speaking about this um you can hear so-and-so is bullying my child, but that that may just because it was a personal opinion and you've taken it to a different level. Um, do you see where I'm coming from here? Oh, uh, yeah. Every, it, you know what? See, that's what I wanted to, when I opened with this. It's like, I want people to understand we're not talking about somebody just makes a critical remark right. or, or doesn't like you, you know, because if everybody's a bully, then no one's a bully, right? Like if, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, you like cannot. If it, you can't if have a personal get, opinion, right? So if if everything is like, oh, that was bullying, well, then you're minimizing what really is bullying. Like you mm -hmm. have to know the difference. Bullying is relentless. It doesn't stop. It grows. Okay, like that's how you know the difference. It affects. Um, your emotional health to where you don't want to go, you don't want to attend, you you yeah. can't even thinking about it, you know, like it grows anxiety, and, right, right, starts like you, you don't feel like you can escape it, and you don't feel supported, mm -hmm. and um, you know that, and and that the bully is trying to hit on you on all fronts, you know, trying like a barrage of cannonballs. That's yeah. bullying. You know, mm -hmm. not somebody who disagrees with your method of your work ethic. That's not bullying, you know. Like, right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think I, yeah, I know this is just a general, you know, overview. And we're very tightly. We'll definitely, I think, have to come back to this. Um, you right. know, time is getting close to um, sign off. But like you said, this is something that is a wide thing that we definitely need to make a couple extra parts to. Right, and we're just speaking here from personal experience exactly uh, you know like our stories what we've observed that's because this is just us talking to you as non-professionals just as moms as sisters as daughters that kind of thing what we've oh. seen but um anyway yeah we need to get this moving on to our next topic and uh here we go here's our explosion sound effect that i have perfected <laughs> uh here it is perfect the Dynamite topic, explosion, sound effect. Pow, pow, <laughs> boom, boom. Well, I, you know, I have actually uh, a, just a, per, a personal, back in the beginning when you and I first started this, you asked me the question about the royal family, if you can recall, and about the their father's coronation. Do you recall that? And yes, yes, me yes, my yes. Thoughts were, well, just this past few days, we now know the answer of that question that we asked um, Henry, Prince Henry, but not really Prince anymore, his title, but 
he is the only one that will be um, attending his father's coronation. And what is your thoughts on that? Okay. So uh, when we first talked about that, we weren't sure that right. they uh, that the king would extend his son and uh, his daughter-in-law an, yep. uh, an invitation due mm-hmm. to various reasons, uh, probably because <laughs> various. someone in that <laughs> relationship is a boy. I'm not going to name names. We can probably, here we go. This might fit right into today's topic. <laughs> very much, very much. Um, so I knew they would get an invitation. I just knew because of royal protocol that mm-hmm. unless, you know, he had uh, verbally and physically threatened the king that he would get an invitation. And, mm-hmm. and she would too, like the whole, the whole thing. Okay. So my thoughts are um, <clears throat> that I am not surprised she is not attending. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think from what I have understood they were insisting that their oldest child, who is not even four, play right. a major role in yeah. the services. Well, right. the problem with that is that age of child, typically, even if they're a direct heir, which mm-hmm. he's not, he's like sixth in line or something. Right. They typically don't until they're like at an age of reason and a little bit older. That's awful young. Right. A little self-containment. <laughs> right. And I know it's the child's birthday. Yeah. But still the coronation trumps that. And honestly, um, you could do something separately for a four-year-old and celebrate. As a matter of fact, when they're very young, all they really want is family around. So I think that is being used as the excuse. I don't know. There was, I don't it's know what the excuse is. crutch yeah, to yeah. use as for them not to become a kid. Let's be real. No child really knows which day is what. So you could say you could have a birthday party a week from then and they right. wouldn't know the difference. So, so as we all know. The, yeah. If that's the excuse, it's awfully weak because, um, you yeah. know, between the two of us, we have we have had ten kids. <laughs> We've <laughs> we had a couple. got the birthday party thing down <laughs> to a science, but I really, um, you know, I really hate to say this. I, you know, when when they first got married, I was supportive. You know, not because I'm a monarchist, because I really like um, our style over here. which is why you know long ago um you know my family's um, ancestors uh, immigrated over here they really like this idea better but (laughs) but i really feel like she is so she is so hotbed of a political um association like i feel like she i feel like she got involved for nefarious reasons. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I've watched so many video clips of when the few months that she was involved as a quote unquote working royal, which was not very long. Right. Not very long at all. No, I mean, it wasn't. really literally was only a few months. When you go right. back and look, she had the weakest schedule of any of them. She had the most amount of free time from what I've read. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I I feel like everything 
she does is planned and coordinated. I, I don't know. And it just, it's what I feel. It's what I think. It just, what the way it plays out away around family events, it seems coordinated. I could be wrong. I hope <laughs> that, I hope that in the future, I hope while Prince Henry is over there, he reconnects with his family Please and do. gets some, gets some balance. And I think it will help her. Like if they're really going to see this marriage thing through and raising oh. those two kids, you need you need to have a wholesome picture. And I think that's missing, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I think we only see what we see on the outside, right. not what's really going on, everything in, be- in between the four walls. You're absolutely right. Correct. It doesn't look good. <laughs> no, we're still judging that book by its cover, but that's all we are given is really the cover. <laughs> it's been, well, it's been very, they've been very public for, mm-hmm. you know, like everything's gone so public. So if you're going to throw all of, if you are a public figure and you're going to throw your private life out into the public mm-hmm. and you want them to read about your private life and watch videos about your private life and commentaries about your private life, well, then I think that people like Terry and me can come on and give our opinion on it. You know, mm-hmm. like you. <laughs> If you don't want our opinion, quit putting out there that, you know, you're marketing your private life. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did I do well on that? How do- I think I, I like your answer. I do. And, and in short with mine is, you know, I just, like you said, I think there's something more going on for the him, not him, him only be going, but at the same time, that might be the best in the safe haven for them to do. Um, you know, you don't want any uproars going during. Can you just right. imagine if something happened with the family, a big old, you know, uh, argument or, you know, something in the middle of the coronation? That would be hard to live down. So let Henry go. Let's see if he can kind of uh, iron out some wrinkles maybe with the family and see if they can start anew. Because he's always even said himself that he would um, definitely would love to be, get back in better terms with his uh, family, his father and his brother. Wouldn't that be wonderful? With because we've got we've talked about this before. There's such a pandemic of adult mm. children alienating their parents, and it's oh. growing, especially in the United States. We've got grandparent alienation, which is what has happened to and you know, the and king. that's another topic we could definitely touch on because I'm sure we have some listeners who are but going be, through that exact yeah, thing, it, that exact situation. And yeah, that might be something that we may need to touch on. Yeah, I would love to sometime, but I know we got to close this out. And so yeah. I'll let you do that because you have some great ideas for <laughs> <Yeah>. us right now. <laughs> well, just on the closing out on the TNT podcast, we always truly thank everybody, our new listeners, our patron listeners. We just want to ask if everybody would give us a like and maybe even give, give us a comment and on what other topics you'd like us to uh, touch on or what we've spoke about today, if you agree or disagree. And uh, tell your friends about us on whatever platform you listen to. And I'd like to start signing off on just like a quote of the day or just a, a thought, an inspirational thought. And this one comes from an unknown author of, if your life isn't yours, is it, and if you, okay, your life isn't yours, if you always care what other people think. It was one that made me kind of think. Wow. Yes. I so, needed to hear that. 
that's, that's yeah, right for me. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we, we think, you know, somebody, we hear somebody says something about us and it can get us down for the day or whatever. Right. But when I read that one, I thought to myself, you know what, I've got to start thinking more of great. I don't care anymore. It's I, I, if I did something and I have offended you or whatever, I want to know about it. But at the same time, um, you know, if I care what everybody thought about me, I definitely, it wouldn't be the true me. I'd be molded into somebody else. I love that. It is food for thought. We need to, yes. I need to hear that. <laughs> yeah. to practice it. Right. So, right. Uh, well, God we bless. Go, before yeah. we go, uh, Terry, I got a notification. When you sign off, which she's getting ready to do, guys, she is going to stay in my studio until the recordings are done uploading, which would oh, take good. a second. So this is new to us. I needed to let her know that. And um, Terry, take us out. Well, again, everybody, God bless. Stay safe. And until next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to TNT Trish and Terry Show. You can find us on the web at TNTTrishandTerry.com. Also, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, be sure to check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and more. If you would like to drop us a line at TNTTrishandTerry at gmail.com, feel free to do so. We'd love to hear from you.